Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. God. All right, just before we get into the word of the Lord this morning, I do want to let you know that we had a wonderful time yesterday in both of our seminars. We had a uh, biblical modesty and holiness seminar at uh, 10 o'clock, and then we had our second um, men's seminar at 11 o'clock. Some of the men that were able to, we did not get to have the cookout because there were not enough, middle of summer, I understand it, not enough men able to make it for the cookout. And so we, uh, just those of us that were here, went down to Jumpin' Jacks and had a burger and a little bit of fellowship, and it was a great time. We had a wonderful time. The seminars were great. I do want you to know that they are still online. Those seminars are on our YouTube page. If you want to review them, if you have not seen them, would like to see them, they are still there. They will be there permanently, uh, both, both weeks, two weeks ago and, or a week ago, and then yesterday. They're both there. Uh, I do think I'm going to do one more holiness seminar. I did get a question in about holiness where our attitudes are concerned. And I do think that's a good thing to, 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 to focus on is our attitude in holiness because sometimes we can, ha- we can look the part, act the part, walk the part, and talk the part, but our heart's not at the part. <laughs> and we need to make sure we have a right heart and attitude towards others, towards people. I did touch on that a little bit yesterday. I think I'm going to expound upon that. We're going to plan that sometime in the fall. Uh, when things get back to normal, kids get back to school and vacations are all over. So we will, we will be announcing that. But I'm going to do one more um, holiness seminar, and then we have two more uh, topics for our men's seminar. And let me just remind everyone that you can always send any question you have. It doesn't have to be about a seminar. It can be about a sermon I preached. It can be something that's on your mind. You can always just send those to questions at mmchurch.com. Questions at mmchurch, and we will get those answered. If they need to be answered in a seminar, we'll do that. If they they can be answered on a Wednesday night, Maranatha uh, Live will do that. If they need to be answered in church service, we'll do that. Amen? But that is always available to you. Okay, I am reading from Matthew chapter 14. I'm going to try to pick up where we left off last week. Matthew chapter 14. So let me reread these verses. I'm beginning with verse number 22 of Matthew 14. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he, went, while he sent the multitudes away, you remember from last week, uh, this was after the feeding of the 5,000 men, plus the women and children, upwards to 20,000 people he fed that day. Uh, and right after that great miracle, he sent them away. Uh, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost, and he, they cried out for fear. Uh, but immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I just want to throw out there, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, you need to be careful what you ask for. Because you might get it. (laughs) Bid me come to you on the water. Uh, So he said, come. When Peter had come down, Lord, I want to be used by you. Okay, I'm going to use you. You sure? Come on. 
Uh, Come, and Peter, when he had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30 says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous and he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you a little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. I, I started this message last week. I'm going, to, I'm going to move on, move along here today and talk about it a little bit more. And I have entitled this, The Trouble with Following Jesus. And let me tell you that if you decide to follow Jesus, you are going to have trouble. But let me also tell you, if you decide not to follow Jesus, you are going to have trouble. Because man's life is full of trouble. And you might as well be in trouble with Jesus as without him. The rain falls on the just and on the unjust. Can you say amen? So let me pick up from where I left off last week. We did talk last week. Quickly, I'll just refresh us. We talked last week about the fact that Jesus fed upwards to 20,000 people, not just five. And it was a notable miracle, supernatural power by which God did it. And I also want to point out, I don't remember if I pointed this out last week or not, but he did it by his apostles' hands, not himself. He said, what do you got? They said, a couple of fish, a few loaves of bread. He said, that's enough. Let's feed them. And they looked out there and they said, I, I don't know. What you, how, how, how small pieces can we break off this loaf of bread here to pass it out among 20,000? Jesus said, don't worry about it. Just keep feeding them. And they fed them. They fed 20,000 people on, a, what, five loaves of bread and two fish? And when they were done, they had 12 basketfuls of leftover. Let me tell you something. When God is done working with you and moving in your life, you are going to have more leftover than what you started with. Don't you ever worry about doing too much, giving too much. I don't have it. I can't afford it. I don't have the time. Don't you ever worry about that stuff. Give it all to Jesus. Put it into your, His hands. He will use it to bless the lives of other people, and you'll turn around and realize you got more than what you started with. That's the way Jesus works. He'll never leave you less than He found you. Ever. All right. So they had that notable miracle. Now, right after the miracle happened, he told them to get in the boat, go on over to the other side, and I'll meet you over there. And uh, they got in the boat. We went through this last week, sometime around 6 o'clock, a little before. By 6 o'clock, they were already on the sea. They were already in trouble. They were already having, uh, fighting the battles, and Jesus was off on, this, on the comfort of the seaside, on the hillside, and he was praying, doing his own thing while they were out battling. And I want to point out to you today that you need to understand something. I pointed this out in, in previous sermons. It's been something that's been heavy on my heart to, re, to say again and again because I think the Lord wants us to know this. Never, ever forget that just because you are doing the will of God does not mean everything goes smoothly. Just because you are obeying God's voice does not mean everything works out the way you think it's supposed to. Can you say amen? amen? Troubles come when we are doing the will of God. Troubles come when we are not doing the will of God. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, and you cannot determine whether you are in the will of God or not by how well things are going on in your life. You want to know how you determine if you are in the will of God or not? By getting on your knees and connecting with Him and reestablishing the fact that this is what He called me to. 
Praise God. All right, so we are at the place now where being obedient to God, they found nothing but trouble. They're in the midst of a stormy sea. They are ready to be capsized. Everything's going wrong. <laughs> I've probably said this a hundred times. I probably said it last week. I probably already said it today. Just because you're obeying God's voice does not mean everything goes smoothly. Did I say that already? I'm going to say it one more time. Just because you're obeying God and doing His will does not mean everything goes smoothly. Life is life, my friend. The rainfall, did I say that already? I did. I did. Just skip forward if you're watching this. If you're watching this as a repeat, you can fast forward because I'm going to say it one more time. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. And just because you are in the will of God, somebody needs to get it through your head. Does not mean everything works out the way you thought it was going to. Go to the other side. Oh, I got a feeling when I get in the boat, we're just going to suddenly appear to the other side. Because did you see the miracle we just saw? Step in the boat, my friend. Watch out, because before you know it, we're going to be over there. No, before you know it, everything went haywire. Now listen. Jesus will never leave you alone. You read the story. I'm not going to read it again, but you read the story. Because in the midst of their storm, I don't see anywhere that they prayed. They were doing the best they could do. You need to do the best you can do. I talked about Jameson playing that song. He's not going to run his fingers like that. Jen McCurry, what a beautiful piano player she is. She's not going to sit down and play those chords and play those fingerings and those, those nuances of, uh, of chord structures. That, they, 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 that, that doesn't just happen, my friend. There was hours of hardship. I don't know your family history the way I know mine, but I dare say probably your father and mother had to make you sit down and practice too and work at it. Because God's given you a talent, but it just doesn't flow, my friend. You've got to put some work into it. And God's given us a direction and a will for every one of our lives. But it's not just going to unfold. Somebody's got to get on their knees. Somebody's got to get in the house of God. Somebody's got to lift their hands. Somebody's got to worship. Somebody's got to connect with God. Or it's never going to happen. And I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. You ready for this? Take a look at Mark's version of this. This is Mark's version. Mark chapter 6, verse 48. Look what it says here. Then he saw them straining and rowing. He saw it. He watched them. He knows where you are. He saw them straining and rowing. Where is God in all this? I said it last week, I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but it's still fresh on my mind. It doesn't matter where God is. It matters where you are. It doesn't matter if I know where God is, as long as God knows where I am. And he knows where you are. And they were in the midst of a sea fighting a battle 
all by themselves. And the Bible says, he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. And now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Do you see what it says there on the screen that I have highlighted? And if you're watching this uh, online, we don't have the screen online, so let me tell you what it says. He saw them walking, he, he saw them straining at rowing because the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Oh, Jesus is here, everything is good. No, it's not, because the Bible said he would have passed them right by. He would have passed him right by. Now, I'm going to do something. You're not going to know. What's, you're not, it's going to mean nothing to you. But anybody watching this live streaming or, or later is going, to, is going to see this, okay? I'm going to step out of the camera's sight. Nobody, on, nobody online can see me right now. I'm, they, they're going to see that, that pulpit, okay? There's, there's the, that pulpit right there that if you're watching this on YouTube, that's, that's what Jesus, just that pulpit's there. That's the boat being tossed to and fro in the sea. Jesus over here, he's watching them. You need to be in church. It's one thing to watch a live stream. There's nothing to be here. You have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm not telling you. You should have been here. This is what Jesus is doing. And here's what happens. Here comes Jesus. La-di-da-da-da-da. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. There they are back there. He would have walked right by them, except that they cried out to him, My friend, you are the one that needs to cry out to God. You can't sit around waiting for God to do what God is waiting for you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is a term in the Bible that is used to describe the fact that God is willing and ready to pass by us, but it is up to us to call on him. Is it any wonder the Bible said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved? You got a job to do, my friend. If you need an answer from God, you got to go get it. If you need to be saved, you need to call on the Lord. If you need an answered prayer, you need to pray it, and you need to keep praying it until he does not walk by but stops and looks at your condition. Praise God. That's why the Bible said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, Ask. And it'll be given to you. Seek. And you'll find. And knock. And it shall be opened unto you. Because whoever asked, they receive. Whoever seeks, they find. And whoever knocks, it'll be opened. We have a job to do. I don't care how discouraged you are. I don't care how overwhelmed you feel. I don't care how long this night has been. I don't care how severe the storm is. 
It's going to kill you, my friend. It'll kill you unless you call upon the name of the Lord. Unless you call on the name of the Lord. He would have passed by them. But they cried out. They cried out to him. Now listen. When they saw him, I'm going to wrap this up with this, with this concept right here. When they saw him, they did not recognize him. The Bible says. They didn't recognize him. They thought it was, it was a ghost. And when they first saw him, it scared them. Let me tell you something. When I first came to church, I don't know about you. I came out of, I'm not, it doesn't matter what I came out of. I just want you to know I came out of it. I was raised in a church. By the time I was 13, I was done with church and doing my own thing, and which led me down the road I was on. But prior to that, I had been raised in a church where you did not move. You didn't talk. You didn't, you, you knelt down when the, when the hymnal said to kneel here, and you, you, you shut up and you, you don't make any noise. And when I came into this, <laughs> some of you came out of the same background I came out of, and you walked into this, I did not see Jesus in this. I did not recognize him here. In fact, I thought this place was a, filled with a spirit, all right. <laughs> a crazy spirit. An evil spirit. What is going on here? I, I kid you not, as God is my judge, this is exactly what I said. They dragged, they pulled me down. This is, this is before I repented. This is my first time. They brought me down to the altar, and I stood right over, not in this building, but it was right in this place at the altar. My mother was with me at the time, and I'm standing here. And the minister, the pastor of the church was down here. Everybody was standing on the altar, and he was walking through laying his hands on people. And some of these people he was laying his hands on were falling down. That happens. People get slain in the Spirit. They just, the Holy Ghost comes on. They just, it's weird. It's craziness. And he kept getting closer to me. <laughs> and I, I'm standing looking down this line. I'm thinking, he's going he's gonna to touch me. I said, I looked at my mother. I said, I'm getting out of here. And I turned around and out the back door I went. And I got out there and my cousin was out there already. <laughs> he got out earlier than I did. I said, man, I, I, said, I don't know what's going on in there. I said, that, that's crazy. He said, yeah, it's too much for me. He ended up in church too, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said, I, I'm, I, I'm done with this place. I'm never coming back there again. But the minister kept calling me up. He would not leave me alone. He kept, re- listen, I don't care. What, you're trying to get somebody in church. Don't you give up because they say no. This is not my notes. This is just coming out. Somebody needs to hear this. Don't you give up because someone said No. You keep going to God. This guy kept praying for me, and he would not stop calling me up. And one day he called me up, and I was drunk. And he asked me to come to church. I said, sure. And I sobered up, and I realized what I had done. But I went, I went back again, and that's when God finally got a hold of me. In fact, I got myself drunk up to go to church that day. 
I'm just telling you how it is, friend. And when that lost soul comes stumbling through the back door, stinking of alcohol and cigarette smoke, and they plop down next to you, and they're fidgety because they're so nervous about this, and they won't stop moving, and they're distracting you, shut your spirit down and ask God to lay his hand on them and bless them and be used instead of being complaining. I said all that. I'm going to wrap this up. The musicians will come and remind me that I'm trying to close this message. I said all that to say this. You will not always recognize Jesus when he shows up in your storm. Because he may not show up the way you were thinking he was going to show up. He may show up differently, and it may look like he's passing by, but my friend, keep your spiritual senses open, because when you sense Jesus is near, you got to cry out to him. you got to cry out to him, Jesus, save me. Help me. And I got a feeling somebody here today needs to cry out and say, save me. Help me with the circumstances in my life and the discouragement in my heart and the storm around me and the ship is sinking and none of my friends know what to do and everything seems lost. Jesus is passing by and just because you don't recognize him, call out on him anyway. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.